Luke 24, verses 45 through 49. You can be seated for just a moment. Before I read this, I want to share some things. I know that a lot of pastors, including myself, we, we want to seem like we're invincible, but we're not. And evidently, I have reached a point of exhaustion. I've been in three services already, traveling Saturday. I didn't sleep well. I was up from about two on. And so I'm going to preach this message with everything that's within me. But if for some reason you begin to realize that I'm not being able to concentrate like I normally am, just pray for me. You've got to understand that we're all human beings, and whether I want to or not, I'm going to have to find some way to rest. <clears throat> Luke chapter 24, verses 45 through 49. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You may be seated. I don't know if preachers preach the most important message that God has given us enough. We preach on many things that are needful. We teach on many things that are needful. But the most important message of the gospel, I don't know if we preach it enough. It's not just for those that are not born again, but those that are born again. Even Jesus Christ, through the Apostle John, wrote to five of the seven churches in Asia Minor to repent. And the other two, he told them to be faithful and overcome. So even after someone is born again, this message that was given through the prophet John, carried on by our Lord Jesus Christ, passed on to Peter, carried like a torch by the Apostle Paul. You've got to understand that he commanded men everywhere to repent. It's not a popular message because 
people feel like the preacher's judging them. But this message is for the preacher as well as those that are hearing. No one is immune from the message. John the Baptist did not qualify the message of who needed it or who didn't need it. That was his message. Let me give you the definition, if I could, before I get into allowing the Lord to use me as I'm feeling some strength come into my body and the anointing of the Lord, it does great things. But sometimes men run too much on that and think that once it subsides, they can continue going. Even Jesus Christ in His humanity went apart for a while to pray and rest. But the definition in the Scripture of repentance is computation or compunctation. It is awareness of guilt and regret, a reversal, a change. The problem with you and I is that we don't want to admit we're wrong. It's always somebody else's fault. It's always, hey, I'm justified in this attitude because of the other individual, what they did or didn't do. It's hard to repent until you become aware of your guilt, of your sin. Yet without it, how can I truly have a relationship with God? But in the dictionary, the word repentance means the action. Hear me. The action. The process of repenting. The word repent in the dictionary means turn from sin. And then dedicate oneself to the amendment of the life that you have changed. It's not just saying I'm sorry. It's not just a few tears. True repentance that would have brought forth meat, fruit, meat for repentance is one that after they've repented, they've walked away from that and now they're dedicating their life to a newness, to a differentness that pleases God. Very unpopular subject today. Repentance. Hey, pastor, there's nobody in here that's not born again. Why are you preaching this? How do you know? How do you know if somebody's not sitting beside you that is backslid and on their way to hell? How do you know if you're not close to that as well? If there's still things in your life that you know shouldn't be there. And so this morning, I want to preach to me, and I think you'll tag along, on the subject of reboot. Redo. Repent. Have you ever got frustrated at your computer, and it froze, or it wouldn't do, and it's too slow? And so what do you do? You turn the power off, and you turn it back on to reboot it. So everything is fresh. I know for a moment you want to throw away the computer. You want to pick it up and slam it against the wall. That doesn't help it do any better. So don't begin to allow condemnation stay with you. Guilt hang with you to where you 
get away from God and you go away from the church and you think nobody loves you, you're just throwing yourself against the wall. It's not helping you a bit. You might as well reboot. You might as well redo and you might as well repent. We need to understand I am a sinner. Having the Holy Ghost didn't change that. The Apostle Paul said, Hey, among sinners, I am chief. He said, the things I want to do, I do not do. But the things that I don't want to do, that's what I do. You ever found yourself there? You see, we look at repentance, elder, in a different light than we should. We think it's a bad thing. We're worried about what everybody else is going to think. Oh, what if I go to the altar, cry a little bit, and holler a little bit, and confess my sin. The Bible says confess your faults among us all. But we've gotten out of that mentality because preachers aren't preaching it. So we sit there secure. I spoke in tongues this morning. Speaking in tongues is not repentance. Godless sorrow worketh repentance. You've got to understand, I've got to understand that I'm a wretch of a man. Only by the grace and mercy of God do I have hope of eternal life. Don't you understand? The Word of God, plain, stately, it says, about this ignorance he weaked at, he commanded men everywhere to repent. The church to repent. Preachers to repent. Preachers aren't doing enough repenting. Hear me, preachers, God's dealing with me. Preachers are not repenting enough And so therefore they're not going to preach on repentance. They're not going to preach on separation. They're not going to preach on holiness because they don't found themselves in a rut where they're not doing or living what they know they should. So they can't preach it. And if we're not careful, we're teaching our children not to repent. There's no consequences for their wrongdoing. Except, oh, sweetie, don't do that again. There's consequences for sin. The soul that sinneth shall die. But you've got to understand that God gave me as many reboots as I need. You know the computer? You can turn that thing off and turn it back on as many times as you want. A needful subject this morning. A needful subject this morning. Is that the reason that you no longer have the fire you once had? Because you don't don't really think you're right with God. Well, you're not right with God because you truly hadn't prayed through. Because if you truly repent, he says, hey, I forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you truly give it to God with a made up mind, hey, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. I'm not putting that in my mouth. I'm not putting that in my veins. I'm not looking at that anymore. I'm going to tell you, you're going, you're going to have a right relationship with God. How many times I've seen people come and really cry and give everything to God, and now they miss months of services. They didn't repent. They just got to feel good touch. A touch is not repentance. 
I want to remind us today that without it, you're not going to be born again. And without it, you're not going to stay born again. You're going to get critical. You're going to get negative. You're going to get to a place to where everybody else has got a problem. The preacher's got a problem. No, you know what? May I say this without offending any of you because I was told this and I'm just going to say it because I came out of the Baptist church. Sister Helen came out of the Baptist church, taught us many good things, but they didn't have truth. I'm going to admit that. But I'm going to say this. Sister Smith told me of a lady, a Baptist lady, that she works or goes to a shop around and she's in this store. And, and she told her this. Listen to this. She said, when people have a problem with me, it's not so much they have a problem with me as they have a problem with God. Because if you're right with God, you're going to try your best to get along with everybody. But when you start finding fault and not being around God's people, you got a problem with God. Not with the preacher. Not with your spouse. Not with your neighbor. Not with the other brother and sister. you got a problem with God. And this comes with somebody who don't have the Holy Ghost. If, if, if God just showed forth in a bodily form in front of you right now, which of the conditions of the church in the book of Revelation would he speak to you? Seven conditions or seven churches of how we can be. And because we're many members in one body, all of us can have every seven. This one, that one, this one, this one. We can all be. So if the Lord came which he's here, <laughs> and the Lord was speaking, and he is, what would he say to you? I know thy works. I know you hold with the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. I know where Satan's seed is. Would he say, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches? Of course he would. Listen, sweet pea, I love you, and God loves you more than I do. And I know for a fact that there's some things in our lives we've got to get right and we've got to get out. We have got to get out. And I, I'm going to just say it because God put it in my heart. It's not in my notes. I'm just going to say it. Some of you need to get rid of your television sets because you don't know what you're doing with them and you're polluting your spirit. I didn't get a lot of claps, but I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not the television set that's the problem. It's because you aren't playing through, and you're not some subjected to the Holy Ghost, and you're watching things that are defiling the temple of the Holy Ghost. Some of you need to get rid of your computer. Cell phones. Some of you need to get rid of the friends of the world you're hanging out with. Oh, I guess you don't want this, but I want it. I want to be right with God. I want to walk with God. I'm not going to be arrogant with anybody. I'm not better than anybody. But I'm going to tell you right now, God commanded me to come out from among them. Taste not, handle not, touch not, and I will receive you unto myself. I'm telling you, it's high time. The apostolic world, get back to being apostolic. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. 
Don't, I heard that. Well, how else am I going to win them? You're going to win them through prayer and repentance and living the life and get them in a Bible study. Hanging out with them is not a Bible study. And don't get into a debate with them. They don't want to hear it. Go to somebody else. All they want to do is argue. Say, okay, there's plenty others. Do you understand that in the Scripture, Jesus Christ never went back twice to anybody in the Scripture? That's the Bible. Can you imagine the rich young ruler that did everything from his youth up? He kept the commandments, and yet the Lord said, there's one thing thou lacketh. Oh, gosh, can you understand? Not making it because of one thing. I don't think you understand the gravity of this. Not making heaven because of one thing. Because you got mad at the preaching. And you set your face against the preaching. And you said to me, I'm not getting rid of that television. Then let it be your God then. See if it can help you when you're sick. See if it can pray for you when you're down. See. Listen, I'm not trying to come down just on television. What I'm saying is anything that you're using in an ungodly manner has got to go. It can be clothing. It could be radios. Things that come into us, just like a computer, affects us. There are things that has happened to you as a child or as a young adult that is still affecting you today because you saw it or you heard it. I can tell you a story right now. When I was a child, didn't know anything about this, wasn't born again, so I know you won't judge me. I was a child, and of course, we watched television. I remember sitting there as a young child, and there was a program, and back then, things were pretty good, you understand? Three channels, you know, I mean, and I was watching this show, and it, it, and it was some type of, of thriller or something, and a man came in the window with a mask of a pig on, and that still, I can still see it today. No wonder our children are having nightmares. No wonder they can't sleep. No wonder they're having bad dreams. It's because of what you're allowing them to watch and what you're allowing them to see and how you talk in front of them. My Lord, an apostolic should never cuss at all, much less in front of their children. I don't think that's true. Too tough of preaching. I mean, we, should, we shouldn't have a filthy mouth. I mean, when we're born again, he takes our speech too, doesn't he? <laughs> Whew. I'm in it now. You know, I'm up, up, up right here now. There ain't no sense in getting out of the water. I'm right here. I might as well just stay right here. You understand? God commanded me to repent. I don't know what he commanded you because evidently if you're not following the book, and I'm not saying you are or aren't, but I'm saying if, you, if you're not repenting daily, if you're not dying daily, then you're not following the book. I'm going to tell you right now, there's times that I tell the Lord, I can't even look at you, God. I can't look up into heaven for I am a wretch of a man. I'm a wicked man. I tell him that often. God have mercy on me a sinner Amen. 
If you can do things that you know are wrong and watch things that are totally filthy and you have no pricking, you have gone to a place of a seared conscience and you better repent until you're given over into a reprobate mind. Oh, Pastor, what you, I'm not being cruel. I'm being kind this morning. God is saying to you, come unto me. Come unto me. And the only way you're going to get to me is to repent. You can't come unless you come through repentance. I'm telling you, he said that's going to be preached in his name from the beginning of Jerusalem through all nations. John the Baptist, the greatest prophet of all, never did a miracle. And his only message was, repent. Wow, that would be pretty easy for me if that was my only message I had to preach. Every message I would preach on repentance. One of two things have happened. You'd either be repenting or you wouldn't be here no more. (laughs) A preacher reaps what he preaches. If he doesn't preach on repentance, nobody will ever repent. If he doesn't preach on getting rid of some things that are ungodly the way you use them, then nobody will ever make a change. You think it's really easy for me to do this? It's not easy for me to do this. But because you're precious to the Lord, because you are important to Jesus, He expects me to do this. He gave me a charge. Preach the Word. And the Word says repent. I've got to have action and process of repenting. I've got to dedicate my life to what I say I am after I repent. What you say you are. Are you a child of God? Then dedicate yourself to being a child of God. If you're not a child of God, come to the altar and be one. I better read some scripture. Some of you are giving me that look, it hadn't never stopped me, and it ain't never going to stop me, because I'll look right back at you. Because when the Holy Ghost is on me, friend, I got eyes of fire. My whole countenance has changed. I'm a new man, and your look isn't going to faze me. I'd rather you look at me with tenderness, and I'll look back at you with tenderness, knowing, okay, I'm reaching somebody in the Holy Ghost. I cannot reach you. I cannot touch you. But I know one through the preaching that can reach you and can touch you. He can go where I can't go, touch what I can't touch, and change what I can't change. You want to be changed? You better repent. The apostolic world has got to get back to repentance and a separated way of living. And it's got to start in the pulpit. My heart breaks, Elder, because our children, our young people, our young adults, if they don't see us dedicating our life, if they don't see us coming with repentance, you think they are? Jesus said himself in Luke 5, 31 and 32, and Jesus answering said to them, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Listen to what he said in Matthew 9, 12, and 13. But when when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, 
They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. Are you sick today? I am. Are you sick today? I am. I fight it every day of my life for the old man is still with me. It's a carnal man. It's a man that wants to do wrong. It's a man that wants to indulge. It's a man that doesn't do one or right. And I'm telling you, I have to war with that every day. But thank God through repentance, I can overcome and keep that man down and stand up and walk in newness in life and walk in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. There's some of you that need to bring things that you got right now. Right now. Up to the altar and say, you know what? I'm tired of this. Can I go one better? Thank you. I'm going to. I appreciate the. Even though you've heard me say this before, I, I don't really. I appreciate it. But I don't need your permission. But it's nice to have it. So. You know, the Lord, He requires us to be a living sacrifice, right? You can't be a sacrifice if you're blemished. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was heaven given. And I've learned something recently. If you'll allow me to share this. I've learned something recently. It was profound for me. My wife and I have always been givers. Always. We don't hesitate taking money, thousands of dollars, out of our savings, out of a retirement. It has never, we never even second-guessed it. We can give it. But recently, as many of you know, we're trying to raise money. And several of you have responded. Several of you have responded Believe it or not, we have seen in the past week and a half approximately, I would say, $36,000 come into the church. Hopefully it will spread. So the Lord began, it all happened after the Lord moved on me and my wife and I were talking what we could do and we talked about a lot of things and I said, I'm going to sell my truck. You know, that was a hard thing. It's not hard for me to go to the saving and clean it out. It's not hard for me to go and whatever savings I got or whatever retirement, hey, I need to take a little bit out. In fact, we even talked about that. It's not hard for me. It's not hard for her. It's easy. It's easy. Okay, you may not believe me, but I'm telling you it's the truth. We've done it all our lives. But when that truck came up, oh, God. Lord, I like this truck. Lord, this is one of the, my favorite vehicles, Lord. I, I, I like this truck. Driving around in this truck. The sound of the engine, God, I like this truck. So I had to pray. I had to pray several weeks about it. And then I come and I announce that I'm selling it. You remember? I, some of you here, I said, I'm selling my truck. Selling my boat. So I asked Brother Lewis to clean it up while I was going to Seattle and get the word out. While I was there, he called me. I think it was the... I think it was Wednesday or Thursday you called me and said, we got a dealership in Austin wants to buy your truck for 3000 more than what you was settling for. So I'm going Monday. Let's pray that that man, I got some piece of paper. I'm going to get 19500 We're going to put 500 with it. We're giving 20000 with my boat. So you see, God began to say, 
Think about Abraham. Abraham sacrificed a lot of animals before God said, sacrifice my son. He's going to require us to give what is the hardest thing for us to give. And some of you need to sell your televisions and give the money. Sell your computers and give the money. Sell some of your clothing that is ungodly and give the money. You got cell phones in your drawers you don't even use anymore. Why don't you sell them and give it to the church? (laughs) Repent! (laughs) Because some of you were having a hard time with that. I sell my television. It's a big screen. Believe me, you can live without it. <laughs> you might pray a little more. <laughs> oh, I hit a nerve. I hit, I hit a nerve. I, I, I hit a nerve. <laughs> I didn't hit it. God hit it. I just said it. He used me to say it. You mean you got things you weren't willing to sell for the kingdom of God? Then you're attached too much to that thing. I'm going to tell you that right now. I told Brother Lewis, I had a, my wife too, I had a feeling when I announced that somebody was going to try to buy my truck and give it back to me. Didn't I? Didn't I? Somebody tried. But they knew better before they brought it to me. Because it wouldn't have done no good. I said, if you lost your mind, you're going to take my blessing? If you're going to buy it, just give that money, which they did, and let me sell mine, and I'll give that. Now we got double. Okay, I know you don't like this thing, but I'm going to tell you right now, my God has given it all. My God went to the cross in the form of a human being for me. My God gave it all. I need to give it all. And if there's anything in my life that I'm too attached to, God, get it out of my life. All right. Already talked about John the Baptist. Acts 2.38. When the Holy Ghost was given. The first words out of the Apostle Peter's mouth. The first word. When all of those that came from all over the world heard them speaking in their own dialects of every country they were born. Men and brethren. Pastor. What shall we do? Pastor, I got a problem. Pastor, I'm in a dark place. Pastor, I'm struggling here. Pastor, I don't know. Hey, Peter said, repent. And I'm telling you, if you repent, you'll begin to reconnect with God. And God will take care of everything that you need taken care of. And if he don't take care of it, he'll see you through it. I don't know about you, but I'm preaching under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. For a man that could barely stand and a man that could barely keep his focus, God sure is working mighty hard and mighty fine through a man. Repent! Be ye baptized. Hear me. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm almost through. Another 30 minutes. I don't know what's going to happen after this message. I might as well go. (laughs) 
Acts 17, 29 and 30, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's devices. And the times of this ignorant God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. When Peter went down to that place by the sea, and he began to tell Cornelius the word of the Lord, and they received the glorious gospel and the Holy Ghost. When they heard these things, they held this peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God, listen, then hath God also to the Gentiles, that's you and me, Granted repentance unto life. You know why so many people are hopeless today? You know why they can't find peace? You know why they go here and there? They can't stay married? You know why they have to go and get drugs to keep them going, to help them sleep and so forth and so on? And I'm telling you right now, it's because uh, nobody's telling them to repent and find life. Uh, Repent and find life. You're not going to find life in this world. Uh, You're not going to find peace in this world. You're not going to find contentment in this world. Uh, But I know the Prince of Peace. Uh, I said, I know the Prince of Peace. Uh, I know the one that says, all I got to do is repent. Uh, he will receive me and give me life not just mere life but life more abundantly there's not one time he has not met my need neither will he ever not meet my need he has always been there always taking care of me always fought my battles it don't matter what was going on it don't matter what I faced my God just said repent he said you know repentance will help you through the storm Somebody in a tornado, they're repenting, friend. Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't let it hit my house. Oh, God. Let it blow over. Oh, God. Oh, God. They're finding a place to hunker down. Let's get to the closet. Prayer closet. Took you a while. I'm surprised you're not with me. That's all right. You'll get there. Yeah. Or to the bathroom. Get in the bathtub. So they can be cleansed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? You let a hurricane come. You let the wind blow. Oh, Lord, you get to praying then, won't you? Oh, you let the doctor say you got a week to live. You think you'd be repenting then. Hey, I don't think you'd be worried about the television, computer, cell phone, or anything else. Uh, hey, hey, when you're in the hospital, you're not going to wear the best gown. You're going to just, whatever they got, you're going to put it on. Uh, hey, hallelujah, glory to God. You're not going to worry about what you're wearing. Just, doctor, heal me. Amen. I got a feeling after I get home, I'm going to pass out but I'm going to repent before I do because I may not wake up. We need more of this kind of preaching in the apostolic world. I'm glad our bishop preaches it. Honey, he, he, he shook the corn Thursday night. He told them about the apostolic way and how we got to uphold it and how we got to live it. And man, I was right with him. I said, come on, Bishop. Let her rip like a potato chip. I tell you, we need more preachers at conferences to just simply, hey, preacher, repent.
anybody playing for me today? Come on. As we stand, I have tried my very best in the Holy Ghost to bring a message that is positive. Even though I know that many of you, it did not set totally well. Because I touched areas of your life you didn't want nobody messing with. I could keep on with vices in your life, situations in your heart, all against your brother. I could keep on. <laughs> the Bible says, now this is what the Bible says, perfect peace has that one whose mind is stayed on God. And you can't keep your mind on God if you don't know how to repent. Repentance is simply a change of direction, a change of mind, a change of desire, and then dedicate yourself to that change. Not going home doing the same thing. I can repent next service. You may not have next service. Repent. 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 Maybe it's just simply you didn't tell the truth. Maybe you lied. Repent. Maybe you said an unkind word. Repent. Reboot. Redo. Repent. It's a wonderful thing that God would give me the opportunity, Brother Ralph, to truly repent as many times as I need. He said one time, 70 times 7. Remember, for those of you within that service, I did a math contribution. You, you, that's like every second you could repent. And he still would forgive me. Somehow we've allowed a stigma, a negative stigma, to come into our heart and mind about repentance. I'm fine. Well, I can tell you right now, you got that attitude, you ain't fine. I don't need it. Who are you fooling? Is it because you don't want to revisit your life, your mind, your heart, your life? Has God told you to do something in the service you didn't do? Have you diminished on things that you used to do that you're not doing? You need to repent. Amen. And do the first works. Is that what Thank the you. Bible says? It's amazing how God helped me today. I'm just Amen. absolutely amazed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, but as you can see, Thank you, Jesus. the anointing is lifting. Thank you, Lord. And so I'm through preaching. And now it's up to you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord help you to do what God desires you to do. So good to see you, our visitors. So good to have you. Don't forget our building fund meal. You can get it to go or eat it here. Don't forget service tonight, 6 o'clock. Come. Let's have another good move of the Holy Ghost. The Lord bless you. Before your eyes.
shelter. I am letting go of all I've held, of every motive and every burden, everything that's of myself. And I just want to wait on you, my God. I just want to dwell on who you are. Beautiful, beautiful, oh, I am lost for more to say. Beautiful, beautiful, oh, Lord, you're beautiful to me. Here in your presence, I am not afraid of brokenness. To wash your feet with humble tears. Oh, I would be poured out till there's nothing left. And I just want to wait on you, my God. I just want to dwell on who you are. You're beautiful, beautiful, oh Lord. I'm at a loss for more to say. Beautiful, beautiful, oh Lord. You're beautiful to me. Holy, 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 you are, you are, holy, 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 you are, you are, Beautiful, beautiful, oh, I am lost for more to say. Beautiful, beautiful, oh, Lord, you're beautiful to me. Holy, 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 you are, you are, holy, 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 you are, you are, Beautiful, beautiful, oh, 
I am lost for more to say. Beautiful, beautiful, oh Lord, you're beautiful to me. Here before your altar, 